Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. It's on Success Hackers that we are all about empowering you, our entrepreneurial audience, to help take your business to entirely new heights. We do that by interviewing some of the most talented and successful entrepreneurs on the planet and then having them share their success strategies and hacks with us. If you haven't yet listened to the last show, make sure to check it out because we had Lori Kennedy on the program and Lori shared a step-by-step system on how you can start creating a seven-figure online business within a matter of six months or less. She actually shared with us some really cool strategies, so make sure to check out my interview with Lori. Before we start today's show, I want to let you all know that I will be introducing something brand new to the Hacker Nation community at the closing of the show, so make sure to stay all the way till the end. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with someone who's built multiple successful businesses, both online and offline, around finding your passion and purpose. Today, our featured guest is Mr. J.V. Crumb. J.V., are you ready to rock? Hey, thank you so much, Scott, for having me, and I am ready to rock and roll. Yes, all right. J.V. Crumb III helps entrepreneurs grow six- and seven-figure conscious businesses that combine making high profits with making a positive impact. He is a speaker, coach, Huffington Post columnist, and best-selling author of Conscious Millionaire. Grow your business by making a difference. He hosts the top-ranking Conscious Millionaire podcast and is founder of ConsciousMillionaire.com, a global coaching and wealth product business. He holds an MBA, JD, Master's in Psychology, and has built and sold successful companies. JV, welcome to Success Hackers. It is really great to have you on the show. Well, I'm honored to be on the show, and I love what you're doing. I mean, Scott, you've got such a great introduction to this show. I think you, like, got to win an Oscar or something. <laughs> JV, just for that comment, we might have you on every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your Oscar promoter. How's oh, that? man, I love it. I love it. So, JV, I gave Hacker Nation just a brief description of who you are, but would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your business. My business really evolved uh, out of building a company initially where by 25, I'd made my first million. I had the four-story home on the water, the Mercedes. I had what you'd call the American dream. And about three months into that, I looked out on the water one day. I was on the bay, Tampa Bay, you know, there's sailboats, you know, palm trees. And I'm going, well, something is wrong with this picture. And what I realized is that there was an element missing to my life but I didn't know what that element was. And I literally started going to Tony Robbins, Wayne Dyer, sweat lodges, you know, spiritual retreats. I was really became a seeker and ultimately decided that I had figured out how to make money, but I was so totally unfulfilled that I was clearly not doing what I was on earth to do. But I didn't know what that was. So I sold everything, 
kind of put everything in storage and went off, lived at a Buddhist monastery to learn how to meditate, lived at Esalen, uh, which is a personal growth uh, institute on the Big Sur coast, and landed in Boulder, which kind of seemed to all fit together, shaved my head, meditated, and went out camping for two and three weeks at a time, literally asking, why am I here? I've got a lot of talent, but I don't know why I'm on this planet. And I knew that that was the most important thing for me to discover. JV, I think you and I are brothers from another mother. <laughs> and I say well, that because... I, 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 I hope it's another mother because I'm an only child and I don't really <laughs> being around. So. As an aside, I actually have been reading Conscious Millionaire over the last two nights, knowing that I'd be interviewing you. And uh, the book is phenomenal. Hacker Nation, make sure you check out Conscious Millionaire, the book by JV. It's absolutely a game changer. I've read a lot of personal development and business books. And this one, there's just something really special about it. And actually, there's a tweak to it that's different than most books. And that's what we're going to cover here today on the program. Because to JV's point, you can make a lot of money like he did. But if you don't feel that passion or that purpose, then what's the real meaning of making money? And what's the point of it all? So share with us what you mean, JV, by conscious millionaire. Folks, I don't recommend this, but it was my journey, so it was right for me. I mean, all kinds of things happened. I got mono. My father died. I almost died. And each time all these events happened, I rewrote the book. So I rewrote the book seven times. And it was really the fifth time that I realized I was talking about conscious in three different ways, but I had never detailed that out for the reader. And so once I detailed it out, and that's in Chapter 3, which is one of my favorite chapters, I realized that conscious really means three different things, at least the way I'm using it with Conscious Millionaire. First is it means pure awareness. Now, that awareness can include who am I, what are my deepest passions, what's my calling, what's my purpose, you know, what are my strengths. So that's one way to have awareness. Another way to have awareness is that you see what's going on in your environment. You know what's going on with your clients in your industry, and you can see, oh, these are the themes, and this is where everything is headed. So how can I capitalize on that by offering something the market's going to want and in a way that my clients are going to want to buy it? So that's another way to look at awareness. Now, the second way to think about awareness is really to dig down and say, okay, this is really about getting a bigger vision. Now, you might call that higher consciousness, visionary. I call it visionary consciousness. Let's think of Steve Jobs. You know, Steve's genius, which is obviously not being carried forward quite in the same way with Apple at the moment, was that he didn't even need to do focus groups. He could literally see that new, you know, tech item to bring out that the world was going to embrace. But where do you get that? It's the same way artists, musicians, you know, what we call a visionary leader. Well, what is this visionary consciousness about? It's always about visioning the world in a new and different way, a change that's going to be better. And then the third way of thinking about conscious, and this has become quite, you know, a mainstream. You know, I can remember 20 years ago, just 15 years ago when I was living in Boulder, Whole Foods was kind of a place granola people went to. Mm-hmm. And now Whole Foods has become the, you know, its own destruction out of it being so successful that everybody else has organic and the same kind of foods that they do in a regular supermarket because all of a sudden in 15 years, 
people want to live healthy. So that's socially conscious, where you want to have clean water around the world, where you want to care about the planet, where you go, it's not okay that a billion people don't have food and medical care and don't have education. So we become socially conscious. And as entrepreneurs, we start looking for solutions to solve those problems that, by the way, can be some of the most profitable ways to build your business. So awareness then getting a bigger vision, and then connecting to how does everybody win together? And that's the social consciousness. Yeah, and it's such a different approach to, you know, quote-unquote owning a business. I mean, you're looking at it at such a 30,000-foot level, and I know I'm sure in your coaching, in your masterminds, that there are some strategies and tactics, but I also know that you teach on, again, this 30,000-foot level where it's so much more of a whole picture versus just learning about a specific tactic. That's what you're referring to, correct? Well, absolutely, Scott. And you know, you might be listening to us and go, well, wait a minute, that sounds kind of overwhelming. I can't do all of that at once. You're right. You can't. You got to start from wherever you're at. So oftentimes when I'm working with clients, we really start with what I call their true north. And that's that passionate difference they want to make that they've got some natural strengths in order to achieve that. And that becomes the whole focus of their life, their relationships, their business, their career. You know, everything comes together being guided by this bigger purpose, this passionate difference you want to make. That's a great starting place. And then build from there. 80% of success is mindset. 20% is strategy tactics and skill sets. I think you'd agree. In the coaching that I do with my clients, I help them on both fronts as well. What's the most common barrier that gets in the way from a mindset perspective of the clients that you work with. I know you work with six and seven figure, multiple six and multiple seven figure clients. What's maybe one thing or maybe the most common barrier that gets in the way from a mindset perspective? Well, you know, I'm going to use myself, not just my clients, because right now I'm working with three different coaches uh, because I believe in the power of coaching. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, that's a faster way for me to get to wherever I want. And they're each working with different areas of what I'm doing. So the first thing to go, let's go and and talk about yeah, what is the, what is the big thing is that we all have a ceiling. So you think about all the billionaires. Uh, let's think Oprah Winfrey. I love, I love Oprah. Uh, Oprah has a ceiling because she's not a trillionaire. She's worth several billion, but nobody's a trillionaire, right? But someday, maybe in our lifetime, there will be the first trillionaire. And it isn't because there, it isn't that someone isn't there because it's not possible today. Just nobody has opened their mind and figured out the path to get there. So wherever you are, you're always dealing with that ceiling. So that's one of the pieces. But in working with the belief systems, what I found is that every person has levels and levels and levels and levels. And by levels, I'm going deeper, 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 dealing with a core question about I'm not worthy or I don't deserve. And that that's can, can be something that we work on for a lifetime. It's very unusual that anybody comes out of such a functional, loving, all perfect family because those don't tend to exist, you know, where every moment was nurtured and every moment was rewarded and they were positively regarded at all times. This doesn't happen. This isn't how most families evolve. And so there's pieces that we pick up about, well, I'm really not really worthy or I don't really deserve. And that shows up in our businesses. For instance, if you're a coach, I work with a lot of coaches. I work with coaches and entrepreneurs. Let's say someone is comfortable right now charging $250 an hour. But if you were to say to that same person, well, I really think you ought to be charging a thousand an hour. 
immediately there's going to be a constriction because inside there's going to be all this fear. Well, what's the fear really about? I don't have that much value to offer the world. That's what that fear is about. And then if you take the $1,000 person, you go, you know, I really think you ought to be charging a couple of thousand, you know, an hour. Your stuff is really good. Same fear is going to come up. So we're always moving through layers of identifying what we're really worth inside. And I think that's one of the big things about the entrepreneurial journey. I think it's a personal growth journey and that that's one of the most important things that you and I and everybody listening today can get as entrepreneurs that the money piece many times is just a goal you set so that you can have the personal growth along the way. Like, I want to figure out how to have $100 million. I'll sell, tell you I'm a good ways away from that. But it's not that I need $100 million to, to live. In fact, most of it's going to be given away to my nonprofit. I'm interested in what would I have to do on a transformational level in myself to expand myself to allow that to be possible. And so if you're listening today, whatever you're making right now, just 10 times it and go, what would I have to do to expand myself and my skills and my beliefs in me and my mindset and my consciousness, all those pieces to get there. And I think that's the real joy of the journey. JV, I love what you're talking about. You got me pacing over here. (laughs) I'm really fired up and I know our listeners are, but I'm going to, I'm not going to let you escape that easily. So you mentioned something very profound, which was if someone's making you know, like you mentioned, let's say $100 an hour, just is just a, a rough ballpark sure. number. And you're saying, how do you figure out a way to 10x it? So in easy right. math, thank God, I'm not very good at math. So $100 times times, that's $1,000, correct? I think that is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the strategy? I know this is probably a work in progress, and these are things that you work on with your clients, but What's something our Hacker Nation community can say, hey, you know what, that's what I'm making. I love what JV's talking about, but what do I need to do to expand myself? Well, you know, and that's that's a great question, Scott. And actually, I had a coaching session this morning with my coach that's about coaching me to raise my raise my own prices. So, you know, let's just say right now, I'm, you know, basically it's 800 to 1,000 an hour is kind of how, you know, if you figure mm-hmm. out what the packages, you know, run. And so he's encouraging me actually to go to that 2000. And I did that exact thing that I described. It's like, oh my gosh, what do I offer, you know, as value, you know, that's worth 2000 an hour, you know? So there are multiple pieces. So one of them is the internal piece where when I'm going to a new level, like I do empowerment audios for my clients, but I also do them for myself. When I'm going to a new level, I'll think about what that new level is and I'll set a goal. So I'm very number oriented. I'll set that number in my mind. Okay. And then I just over and over and over ask myself throughout the day, kind of in an obsessive sort of focused way, what do I need to do to deliver that much value? And all of a sudden ideas start coming up. So part of it's the internal piece of believing that you can do that kind of value, you know, transmission to someone. Another piece is now you've got to change who you're attracting. So you may have to change your messaging because the truth is, if you want to have higher paying clients, you've got to have clients. I'm a reality guy here. The chances of someone paying you 10 times what you're currently paying and you're going after the same market is probably zero. I mean, somebody may go borrow all the money their parents have, but most people aren't going to do that. So that by definition means you've got to make a change. And what you might have to do is also go, well, I still want to serve this market. 
And what I'm doing is now releasing a lot of group programs so that I can still help a lot of people, but I can help them at a level that's affordable for them. But then I'm having to transition to where a large number of my new clients are all seven-figure people because they're the ones that I can bring that kind of value to, and they're much more likely to pay me the higher fees. You're going to have to do the same thing, too. So part of it's a tactical strategy of, well, who is it I now want to work with because higher paying also means higher performing and higher results. Mm. So you got to start with people that are at a different level. JB, can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? I think I can. I believe that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure maybe a little bit differently than most people. They use failure as feedback and course correction. Take us to a time when you failed. One specific moment, JB. I'm going to put you on the spot, and you maybe almost even wanted to give up but you actually use that one failure as fuel to your success fire. Can you take us down that path? Sure. Let's return. Remember I said by 25, I'd made my first million. I had the four-story home, Mercedes, on the water, everything, the best street in Tampa, Bayshore Boulevard, all of that. Well, what happened in the next six months? We had up until what was you know, almost a depression in 2008, 2009, we actually had the worst recession before that. And that all of a sudden happened. And I was running a regional trucking line, right? We practically went bankrupt on a cash flow basis because here we had this massive amount of equipment. We were making a ton of money. We were making as much as 100000 profit in a month. And this is how fast things can happen. So in a six-month time period, the whole nation just fell apart. Well, when the nation falls apart, guess what? People don't truck stuff, right? So all of a sudden, the trucking businesses all over the place are just excess supply, excess supply, excess supply. And we've got all these payments because we've been expanding like crazy. And so you have all these capital investments. So I sat down and I had just moved into that new home with that new Mercedes, by the way. So this is all happening at the same time. And I'm now just 26 years old and I don't have any reference points for this. So I... um talked to a friend of mine who was a banker at the time, and I said, okay, so here's our situation. What should I do? And he says, go talk to the banks. They don't want your equipment. Go work something out with them. So what I did is I went, you know, 26 years old, all this debt that we owed, and I was just watching us go through cash like crazy, and we'd saved a lot of cash. But, you know, all of a sudden, our with the downturn in revenue, I literally sat almost every piece of equipment down for three months in a row because I'm a numbers guy, and I figured out that the the variable cost, which is your your fuel, your driver, you know, all of those kinds of things, were higher per mile than what we were getting paid. And in the trucking business, you think on it everything on a per mile basis. So I went to the the banks and I said, okay, here's the situation, here's what's going on. And fortunately, my word was gold because we had paid our payments, right? Because mm-hmm. we'd been a great great customer. That's how we got all those loans. And I said, here's the deal. We can't pay you these. And they knew what was going on. It's not like all their customers are in this kind of basis. I said, we either have to just give you the equipment, which I already knew they didn't want, or we've got to restructure all the loans. And I think we can handle interest only, but we can't make any principal payments for at least 12 months. And then we're going to have to look at it again. So they did that. And I said, okay, that worked there. We need tarps and we can't pay the tarp people. So let's go talk to them. So I did. And of course, all their customers were in the same place. And I said, you know, I don't know how we're going to work this out, but I guarantee you're going to get paid everything. But by the way, if you don't give me more tarps, I can't run my company. So that worked out. And I said, okay, well, that worked out good. So I'm going to go see my tire people. So I went to see the tire people and worked out the same arrangement with them. And actually people were happy that I was coming to see them because the other people were just not paying. 
And I was coming and saying, hey, we're going to figure this out. We're going to be here on the other side. I just need you to work with me. I knew I couldn't get by on the fuel, so we had to figure out how to pay the fuel. It took me two years to turn all that around. And every day I said to myself, how did I make it through it? I told myself, and it's kind of a hack, there's no shame in being broke. Now, I was a millionaire on paper, by the way, but being a millionaire on paper, if you don't have cash, is not worth a whole lot. Right. Yeah, I just, I, I've been in that position more than once. And so I know a millionaire on paper with no cash, so a little bit of cash is worth being more than a millionaire sometimes. Right. But what I did is I just worked through it every day. I just said, whatever I need to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get through to the other side. And I just, I gave myself a pep talk all day long with that same thing. There's no shame in being broke. Everybody else is too. I'm going to get through to the other side. And I did. We talk a lot about perseverance. And I mean, Hacker Nation, <laughs> JV just shared the ultimate fail forward stage again. I mean, he was making all kinds of money, 25, 26 years old, living on the beach in South Florida and just enjoying life, driving his Mercedes, and all of a sudden it, things started to shift because of the landscape and because of what's happening with the environment and everything else that's happening in the world. And all of a sudden he said, you know what, i got to strap myself in and figure this thing out. And because you figured it out, because you went through that fail-forward stage, when you look back at that moment, what did you build from that, you think? I built a massive reference point mm. that when I've had other challenges in life, because by the way, folks, if you're an entrepreneur, I just want you to know it's a roller coaster ride. You're going to have plenty of challenges. So one of the ways you get through challenges is that you build reference points and you go, I got through that other challenge. I can get through this challenge. This challenge actually isn't as bad as that other challenge. And what I've done in an NLP kind of way is just stacked on and on and on. Every time I have a major challenge that I have to work through, I reference times that I've worked through things and got to the other side. And, you know, let's talk about 2008, 2009. I owned uh, real estate, but I was seeing what was happening and I was really paying attention. So I sold commercial real estate in 2005 and first quarter of 2006, put the money in the bank when it was a frothy thing where you didn't even care that you were taking $100,000 less because you were getting cash. And I knew that cash was was valuable because I saw what was happening. I said, this is completely unsustainable. It's about to fall apart completely. I unfortunately couldn't convince any of my friends. I had a lot of people that I knew lost millions of dollars and practically went bankrupt because all of a sudden they had all these, you know, commercial entities and, and residential properties that no one would rent because nobody had any money. Uh, so I use that as a reference point as to paying attention because I'd already been through one bad recession and I was looking at all the red flags and it looked really similar. And so I was able to draw on that and make better decisions second time around. Yeah, fantastic. JV, as you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help them grow themselves and their business. Let us peek behind the curtain of one of your coaching programs or your masterminds. What's two actionable steps you teach your clients that our listeners can take like right after the show in order for them to start building either a multiple six or seven figure business? And I know this could go on for hours and I know this is what you charge your clients for, but let our Hacker Nation listeners just kind of understand what it's like to work with a JV crumb and some of the things that you teach your super successful entrepreneurs. 
Well, you know, the way my mind works is fortunately the way most people's minds work, and that is that we learn well in three steps. So every hack that I create is really a three-step hack. The first one, I ended up naming it my formula for creating wealth. When I sat down to write the book, one of the great things about writing a book is you have to figure out how did you get here. And you have to look at it at a much deeper level than you're already looking at it. And I said, well, how did I go from flat broke to, you know, making my first million in in three years, because that's not what most people tend to do. And I was discovered that I was doing three things over and over and over on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, and here they are. It's the formula for creating wealth, conscious, focused action. I got highly conscious on one specific measurable result, and when I wanted to get it achieved, I took and focused my mind, my body, my heart, all of me, so I was just obsessive all day long if I wanted to get that result by, say, 6 or 7 o'clock, because I was not going home at 5, by the way. I was working about 80 hours a week. So, And I would just stay focused on that, constantly asking myself, what do I need to do? And then I became very clear about what are the actions I need to take, in what order, and I got rid of everything else. So if, you know, and the way I organize my day now is I have three sessions during the day where I go in this session, I want to get this accomplished. And then I might be on three shows. And then in this session, I want to get this accomplished. This session, I want to get this accomplished. So it's being highly laser focused. And I have found that the biggest reason people have a difficulty getting to six figures is that they're not focused they have maybe three or four target markets. They're trying to sell a dozen products. And I'm going, no, folks, one target market that can get you to a million. Learn to sell one product. Until you can market and close on one product, you don't need three or five because you haven't learned how to do it yet. JV, we are now going to enter the randomness round. But before we do, I just want to remind all the listeners to stay till the very end of the show because I have something really special that I want to bring to your attention. JV, we are now going to enter the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the Success Hackers version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, JV Crum, are you ready for the randomness round? I am ready for the randomness round. And you know what? I'm going to focus on the answers, and whatever comes up, I'm going to give that to you. How's that? Best advice you've ever received. Everything counts. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? One of the things I like to do is gratitude is, and you don't have to do it for very long. Like you can lay in bed and before you get out of bed, come up with 10 things you're grateful for. It will literally shift your mindset and your energy for the day. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self knowing about life and business give your 25 year old self? Well, considering what happened when I was 26, I think I would have told myself, watch out. The shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? I have always been just incredibly driven to success. What's a hidden talent that you have, JV, that most people may not know about you? One of the, my real hidden talents is that I have the ability to literally hold the space for clients and see their potential that they themselves may not be able to see, but I can hold that space so that they can connect with that potential and begin to manifest that potential because I'm there holding it and believing in them until they can get that belief and that manifestation going. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? Think and Grow Rich. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? It is so easy because I'm in so in love with lead pages. 
JV, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you, JV, so much for sharing all these incredible success strategies and hacks with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business? Well, I'd like to give a gift. And what I want to do is we have a fast track training program. It's a membership site. It was $97. It's got 16 videos, audios, PDFs. Uh, I want to give that to you absolutely free. And to go along with that, my book became the number one book on Amazon. We were really fortunate. We were number one in 34 categories at the same time, different countries, in fact. I want to give you a digital copy of my book because that goes along with the training. Uh, that's $126 value. I want you to get all of that absolutely free so that you've got the material you need to build your business. There are over 100 coaching exercises, 14 chapters. There's coaching at the end of every chapter of how to apply it. And you can get that at ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash your book. That's ConsciousMillionaire.com and then just the forward slash your book. No hyphens, just Y-O-U-R book. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with our Hacker Nation. Hacker Nation, we will have this, of course, on the show notes page under SuccessHackers.net. So you can click on that and take all of that information that JV is giving away for free. That is so nice of you. So thanks for doing that, JV. Well, it's really my honor being on the show. It's a lot of fun. You have a great show. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with JV, along with some other really cool resources that we have on the site. And of course, like I just mentioned, we will have the links that are available to access all of JV's information that he just talked about. Before we end the show today, I wanted to make you aware of something really special. Besides being the host and creator of Success Hackers, I'm also a business strategist. And after years of working with small business owners, I've learned there are five specific areas, really in any business, where there is a treasure trove of untapped revenue and profits. But for whatever reason, 99% of business owners know nothing about them. And unfortunately, they're missing a gold mine because of it. After I discovered how bad this actually is, I now perform what I call 40-minute business makeovers, where I can guarantee to find any small business owner at least $10,000 in less than 40 minutes without them spending one cent on marketing or advertising. Well, now I want to make this available to you, my loyal Hacker Nation listeners. So listen, gang, if you would like to earn at least an extra ten grand or more this year in annual revenue in your business, and every year moving forward, just go to 40minutemakeover.com. That's 40minutemakeover.com and sign up for your complimentary session. Oh, and by the way, more than half the time when I do these makeovers, I actually find business owners more than $50,000, and there's a good chance I'll do that for you as well. So if you want to grab one of these available spots for the 40-minute business makeover, grab your spot today by going to 40-minute makeover. That's 40minutemakeover.com. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.